What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Chandler. This over here is my co-host, Jordan Harris. And we are the Bash Brothers, the only podcast where it's like sitting back with your friends talking sports, life, everything in between. Jordan, how you feeling this Sunday, brother? Feeling good. It's a rainy, dreary Sunday, but been to the gym, gotten some good food, and yeah, got to watch some good rivalry week football last night, and I just... I think I butchered that probably. Yeah, I was going to say over but... under on the amount of times we say rivalry root. Why? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And mess it up. Yeah. I'm going a lot. I'm going a lot. Probably so. This is probably the most excited I've been to sit down and film a podcast. It was a it was a wild day of football. The regular season has ended. It is unless you're USC and you got a COVID game next week. It doesn't uh, really matter. They really doesn't. Uh, hey, they almost pulled off a, a massive they, they uh, did. massive upset there, but. Uh, can you remember a rivalry week in the past that rivaled this one? Honestly, no. It was crazy. I mean, from sun up to what felt like sundown, just absolute madness occurred. Absolutely. I tweeted. I tweeted. You know, uh, you know, as the day started, we thought our biggest story would be Michigan Ohio State, right? And then Alabama occurred, and then yeah. other things occurred. Yep. An incredible bedlam game, right? And, I mean, brother, I think we just got to dive head first into it. Yep. We've got a great show ahead for y'all. Obviously, we're going to review some of these games, break them down. A lot of playoff talk now. I think the playoff picture is as clear as it probably has been all season. Yep. And then a massive championship week breakdown coming at you and pickums and predictions, lines, Absolutely. everything, spreads, you know, bet nods, everything. Yep. But we got to start here, as we always do. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome to the Bash Brothers Podcast. We always like to start here with our Bash Brothers Week interview. What is that, you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. We are going to break down two to five somewhere of some of the biggest games this week that we think deserve a deep dive and analysis into. And we don't bury the lead around here. We like to start with the best thing that we saw this week. Jordan, what was the best thing we saw this week? In all honesty, it's, it's got to go here. What in the hardball? He got it done. The game. The game. The snow flurry blizzard game. That oh, just, as football just, should be it played. Was, it was no late November football, if you've ever seen late November football. So, obviously, we're talking about the big house. Ohio State goes on the road, takes on Michigan. Jim Harbaugh comes in this game 0-5 against Ohio State this time at Michigan. Michigan has lost eight straight to Ohio State. But on this day, they get it done and are now one win away from a playoff berth. Michigan takes this game 42-27. to Hassan Haskins, just a Heisman caliber running back performance this day. 28 carries, 169 yards, five touchdowns. Cade McNamara did enough to keep them manageable. 13 of 19, 159 yards, two touchdowns. C.J. Stroud still had a great game, 34-49, 394 yards, two touchdowns. But, man, the pass rush of Michigan – along with that snow and the cold making it a little bit harder for the pass game. This just played right into Michigan's strengths, right? Great defense, great running game, and Michigan finally gets it done. They did. They did. Um, I texted you on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. and I said, Michigan's going to win. And you asked me why I thought that, and I laid out, you know, my argument, and it it almost came to fruition exactly. Yeah. I did not account for Michigan playing as well on offense as they did. Right. I thought that it would get ugly for Michigan. I thought they would have to steal a possession in a kick return or a pick six or somewhere in there. But I told you, listen, uh, C.J. Stroud, who has had a, uh, a really good season, mm-hmm. um, I think the media 
Because I even said last week, I said, this offense went from mediocre to the greatest in college football history in about two weeks. Yeah. We were blowing that out of proportion a little. And when I say we, I don't include you and I because we were not in that camp. Uh, he went on the road, uh, you know, first start of the season against Minnesota. First game of the season, but he struggled. You right. Know? They right. were able to get some pressure on him. He struggled. And then for me, it was Nebraska. Nebraska, who is just the best, worst team in college football. Yeah. Um, showed you a blueprint of how to beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Get pressure on the kid. Have the game in the opposing uh, the opposing football team's arena. Yeah. Which, you know, obviously the game this was played in uh, was played in the big house, and then just just let him let him crack. Right. And that's pretty much what you saw. Oh yeah, for sure. He played better than I expected him to, but the Michigan defense hounded. I mean, the the pressure that they kept on that kid. Just oh, yeah. a fantastic game called by the DC there. Uh, and then, obviously, you mentioned it, Haskins. That run game. Yeah. Every nasty. time Ohio State tried to do something, Haskins would answer. Absolutely. All the way down to the hurdle, down to the, about the two or three yard line that would seal the game. Right. Understand this: Michigan didn't win this ball game. They freaking wham sacked them, I brother. Mean, that was a yeah. shellacking. Three when you have three hundred yards of rushing in a game, you're uh, you're doing pretty well. And that's and 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 I mean that's an Ohio State team that let's be honest. Let's keep let's keep the narrative going. Everybody was talking. Listen, this is gonna be Georgia versus Ohio State in the Natty. Oh, yeah. This oh, was yeah. gonna happen. Defense versus great offense. Listen, lesser opponents. They had a great offensive games. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. That Michigan State win. It, it looks even better now because they just came out and beat Penn State, shocked oh, yeah. the world, shocked us. But Michigan just dominates the game from the coin flip. Yep. The four zeros, brother. I mean, Cade McNamara, the flea flicker. I mean, they they. Such, I was so happy for Jim Harbaugh. Yes, I picked Michigan. I'm glad they won. That made me look decent. But that was just a phenomenal win for that program. And you now see it in an, I'm just going to call it, we're going to call it a spade a spade, a very winnable, easily winnable game versus Iowa from going to the playoff. Yep. They said he could not do it. Paul Feinbaum said he could live to be 150 and Harbaugh wouldn't beat Michigan. And not only did he beat them, but he beat the brakes off of them. Yeah. And the Michigan Wolverines should be a top two or three football team, depending on where you want to place oh, yeah. them, and should be headed into the college football playoff. Yeah. I mean, what, what a change from the first part of the season, too. Because, I, I mean, I know the first part of the season, I think – I know obviously we threw Ohio State in there. I think we threw Iowa in there. Some teams that could potentially get a playoff spot for Big Ten. But right now – well, it's, it's even Michigan. me, dude. I was I've been high on Michigan, you know, at the start of the season. Yeah. I was I was very high on Harbaugh this season. I was high on the Michigan Wolverines. I talked about them a lot. Great defense. Well, even about game five or six, I was I was ready to hop off. Yeah. You know, I picked them to lose against Nebraska. Right. I picked them to lose against Penn State. And they just kept proving me wrong. Yeah. They kept winning and just hey, hat uh take a hat with the block M on it old school. And tip it to Mr. Harbaugh and that and that Michigan Wolverine team. Oh yeah, Harbaugh got a new set of dog tags. They said, he "What did. do you want it to say?" He said, "The Wolverines." And bro. and very quickly we go from the how long does Harbaugh have left at Michigan, and then now it's like, hey, you just bought yourself a. Some, he really did. You look at a lot look of time. At, look at his competition, right? Mel oh, yeah. Tucker just signed that massive deal, yep. you know, for ten years. Yep. And then uh, Penn State head coach just signed that massive deal. Yep. They even played each other. Battle of the extensions there. Oh yeah. And I mean, you you said it. That's perfect. Went from the hottest seat in college football. It snowed one day in in that uh, northern city, 
and now the team up north is sitting pretty. Bars. Absolutely. Ooh, if we're starting Absolutely. off like that, bro, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, it will Come be. Come on now, where mm. are we going next, brother? What was the? We'll say what was the second best thing you saw this the week? Second, I'm gonna go with the Iron Bowl, brother. I'm gonna go okay. with the Iron Bowl. Okay. Alabama rolls into the plains here. The, the Alabama coming into this game, I think they were 20 point favor. I'm not mistaken. It, might, it might have been lower than that. A lot, yeah. It was a lot. I, I had Alabama picked to win this game by a lot. I thought Alabama should dominate Auburn. I mean, Bo Nix breaks his ankle. He's out. He's obviously your best quarterback, especially after seeing this game last night. He was definitely your best quarterback. Auburn at this point in the season had nothing to play for. They didn't have a shot at the SEC championship playing for a bowl. I mean, they had well, bowl eligibility already. Iron Bowl, you're playing against your Well, you're you playing against them. your rival. But yeah. essentially, you weren't playing for anything further than this. But Auburn comes out and just absolutely throws everything at Alabama on defense. Obviously, T.J. Finley did enough to score. Oh, yes, bro. But, I mean, T.J. Finley, if, if Bo Nix was in this game, this game would have been scary if you're an Alabama fan. Oh, it would have been. It, 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 it would have won. They would have won, Easily. 100%. Like, it felt like it would have been an easy yeah. win. Not only did you have a subpar T.J. Finley for the first half, you had an injured subpar T.J. Finley for the back half and overtime. Yeah. But going into this game, Bryce Young struggled with the pass rush a lot. Alabama's offensive line couldn't protect him. Every play he made was made solely on his feet. This game was controlled by the Auburn defensive Absolutely. Line. It was just one of, I mean, a virtuoso performance by that group. Yeah. They I shut him out for three quarters. It was Georgia-esque. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, it was like they said, listen, y'all. It's probably gonna be the last. It's gonna be the last game we play in the Plains this season. Oh yeah. I know it's Alabama. I don't care who it is. We are gonna go out here and unleash hellfire and fury on yep. these boys. Absolutely. And just gosh darn, they couldn't do nothing. No. I mean, from kick return to punt return to every single time felt yep. like Alabama hiked the football. Bryce Young was running for his life, and I don't think it's the. Def- there are ma- massive deficiencies on Alabama's offensive line. I don't think anybody would argue that, especially Alabama fans. But that defensive line in the trenches whooped the fool out of them boys oh, yeah, absolutely. for 98% of this football yeah. game. And look, I, I think we need to give kudos, too, to Alabama's defense. Alabama's defense has been lackluster all season. But besides one long touchdown pass, you kept Tank Bigsby at bay, which severely handicapped his Auburn offense. And they, they essentially kept you in the game. I mean – they only allowed 10 points, and granted, I talked about how bad T.J. Finley was at times, but but at the end of the day, let's be honest, Alabama does what Alabama does best. Bryce Young leads the fourth quarter drives to get them 10 points, going overtime. They have a shootout. You're not going to beat Alabama in a shootout in overtime, I don't think. Not Auburn anyway. And obviously, it comes down to the fourth overtime, two-point conversion attempt. Auburn misses theirs. Bama gets theirs. And, you know, that's ball game. Um. So this was one of I think probably top five funnest games we've watched this oh, season. That wasn't, that wasn't one of our own, you know, our own team. And I was we were we were sitting there, you know, my dad was very much on the Alabama was gonna lose yeah. train. Hunter was there too, you know what I'm saying? That we we had a we had a pretty good watch party. And I was telling y'all the whole time, there's no way they beat them. They just can't. Yeah. Auburn Auburn with T J Finley could not beat Alabama. No. I just didn't believe it was possible at any time. It doesn't. It, you give Bryce Young, you know, ten seconds and he can score a touchdown. Uh, I think this game comes down to the Tank Bigsby run out of bounds play. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. he doesn't do that, they might have pulled it off. Well, I think they probably do pull it off. Well, you go from Alabama getting the ball back with about a minute fifteen a minute left to about thirty seconds. Yes, exactly. A minute with that offense is forever. Oh, it they is. Could, they could score three touchdowns if they if they felt like they needed to. Um, to me, this game even more so than last week versus South Carolina, shows you 
how important Bo Nix is to oh, that absolutely. program. I mean, holy cow! If because here's one thing that here's one reason why I believe that Tank Bigsby was not an was not a factor in this football game. The passing game wasn't effective. Well, not only that. But they're not afraid of Bo Nix running. That's true. Bo Nix's yeah. legs have been phenomenal oh, this yeah, season. Oh yeah, absolutely. But they can't. They all they get. They can. We can catch T.J. Finley. He's six oh, yeah. nine. He runs like his feet stuck in syrup. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a massive fella. Now, once yeah. he gets going, you probably don't want to stand in his way. But Bo Nix couldn't couldn't pull the ball and run for thirty right. yards like he's been doing all season. So, if you're an Auburn fan or any fan around the country, and you had an opinion on the Auburn quarterback situation. And you should feel very, very, um, let's, I'm just going to say it, crazy or dumb for thinking that T.J. Finley should have been your starting quarterback. Yes, yeah. he saved you in Georgia State. Phenomenal. Hats yeah. off. Great job. Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Absolutely. But Bo Nix should have been your quarterback all season, and he was until he broke his ankle. So shout out Brian Harson for making the right decision yep. and ignoring the general public who isn't getting paid millions of dollars to coach football. Yep. Uh, Alabama struggled a ton. I feel like at this point that's a broken record. Uh, we said it about Michigan State last week. Alabama could could beat Georgia in yeah. six days' time. They could beat insert team here and then insert team here and win a national championship. Oh, yeah. Alabama is ungood. Alabama's yeah. not a good football team. Are they still a top-five football team? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Play like that against Cincinnati, who going to win? Cincinnati. Yeah. Play like that against Oklahoma State, who going to win? Oklahoma State. Yeah. Play like that against, shoot, the way Oklahoma played last night, you might lose. Yeah, I and agree. And so, at this point, forgive me, Alabama fans, you might be shouting at your radio. I'm just telling you my honest, unbiased opinion. And I know a lot of Alabama fans who agree with me. If you take the blinders off, and, oh, yeah. and still, I say this understanding that you might beat the brakes off the number one team in the country next week. You oh, yeah. might win a national title. I'd oh, say yeah. you got a decent shot at it. Everything's in front of them, as right. far as that goes. But at this point... Yeah. Against a horrible, I won't say horrible, a not very good football team with a very not good quarterback, and you struggled to beat them. Yeah. And you probably should have lost. I didn't yeah. think you would ever lose, but in the grand scheme of things, the ESPN analysis breakdown gave you a 98.7% chance of losing with a minute and 15 seconds to yeah. go. Oh, yeah. You don't normally win those football games. Yeah. I, but I, they found a way to win, I so think, congratulations. I think the biggest thing, I think Alabama in terms of this year is above average with all these other teams. I think in terms of what they normally are, they're average at best. Oh, the, the but, Alabama is very lucky. That's a great point. Yeah. That this is a season where the field of college football is less than it's ever right. been. In and a I, normal year, they're like the tenth best team. Oh yeah, tenth, eleven, twelve. I mean, at this point though, if that, I think I think a spade a spade. Alabama is Bryce Young taking one wrong step away from. A, a disastrous season. Bryce Young is the savior of that program. Bryce Young being the best quarterback in college football right now is oh, what's leading this team. It's not even close. And if you ask me. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know if we're going. I'm sure we'll talk about Heisman later, but he's your Heisman winner. He almost he, he almost secured it more so with that performance than oh, yeah. he did if he came out and yeah. put up 100. And he struggled. Strong. I mean, he had less than 50 percent pass completion. Which, when but, you're running for your life, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, it's not his fault. It's not on him. But. He clutched up in the end, and he won. He he's the sole reason Alabama won this game. It wasn't Will Anderson. It wasn't anybody else on defense. It wasn't anybody else on offense. He did that too when Jamison got ejected best, in the second best, quarter. Yep, best player besides so, him and Will Anderson on the team. Yeah, and yep. and so I mean he did it without one of his top wide receivers. His top wide receiver. So that is the man. Yeah, a little I shot mean, of Jamison, and yeah. Jamison gave a shot and then <laughs> sat on the sidelines for the rest of the game. Yeah. 
Uh, lucky that didn't happen in the second half because yeah. he would have been out in the biggest game of the season they got coming up. Roundabout on this game is you you got to give respect to the program that is Alabama. Uh, once again, only a one-loss season. You finished regular. You found ways to win ball games. You showed absolute resiliency yep. all season. Won the first overtime ever in the Iron Bowl. Exactly. That goes for something. That stands for something. You found a way to win. If you're Auburn and Brian Harson and you're that fan base, I know your heartbreak. I understand it. But this season was 100% a success. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. Uh, if Bo Nick stays healthy, you probably win two more ball games, South Carolina and this one, and then you probably go into a bowl game and you win that. And as a head coach, uh, first-year head coach for this season, that is anything other – I mean, that's that's an oh, yeah. absolute success. Yep. Hats off to that program. Let's go to one of the best things I saw this week, bro. <laughs> Honestly, in terms of the full game, yeah. probably – the top two games that I saw this week, and that was Bedlam. I'd say most entertaining, for Man, sure. did Bedlam absolutely deliver. deliver. I've been hyping Bedlam up for, what, like a month? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I mentioned it all times. Who would have thought, I was thinking about this yesterday on my drive back as I was reflecting on our podcast, who would have thought that when we asked that question a, a month and a half ago, will Oklahoma run that three-game series? Yeah. They'd lose two of them. I know. And probably should have lost all three of them. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Coming into this game, uh, I pick Oklahoma. You picked Oklahoma State. Um, I just felt like the domination of this rivalry and Gundy's inability to win this game, he's 2-14 and 14 in his 16-year career, would prove to be – it's like the moment is just – it's right there on a silver platter. All you got to do is take it's like, it. like Harbaugh. Yeah, and they fumble the bag. Exactly, yeah. 100%. Um, and honestly, probably should have went that way. The the I, you, men in the white and black uniforms. You you really out, you really watch this game, and if you look at it unbiasedly, the better team was wearing maroon and white. Yeah, last I agree. Night. Uh, going into Stillwater, which is just one of the most claustrophobic places to play, the sideline and the the sideline and the fans are like six feet apart. I mean, it's literally like you're in a toaster with their oh, fans, yeah. basically. And just going nuts. That place was electric. Oh, it was. Great display of college football. Yep. Great scene. And let's just fast forward kind of to the end, right? Um, I'm watching this game. Yes, I picked Oklahoma, but I don't really care who wins other than that. Right. You know what I'm saying? My picking board's blown to heck. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. If I'm an Oklahoma fan, I probably had a heart attack last night. I feel robbed. You, you feel robbed. Number one... Uh, you have the the penalty that gets uh, retaken back. Yeah. Oklahoma State, number 16, I think it was, shoves a guy down. The flag gets thrown. They meet in the middle. No flag. Right. Um, that would then lead to, down the line, the punt that was fumbled by Oklahoma. Hey, the grand scheme of things, you want to control the game, don't fumble that punt, give up the touchdown, you win the game anyway. Yep. Then on the final drive, which Caleb Williams just – Great game. Balled out. We talked I mean, about how he's not good. We've said yeah. he's ungood. Fantastic game. Oh, yeah. They came out and just lit it up versus oh, yeah. the number three defense in the country. And there's one of the more blatant pass interference calls you'll yeah. see this week. And I said, and I told you this, it's one thing for a fan base to sit at home and watch the game at just your average watch party right. and to see penalties occur and to yell at your TV. That's so yeah. clear. How are you missing that? Oh, yeah. But on the back end of that, for the head referee who teaches all these guys, who runs all this stuff, who they pay to analyze the game, 10 seconds after each penalty happens, he comes on and goes, 
guys, I don't know what these referees are doing. That was one of the clearest pass interference calls. That shove should 100% been 15 yards and an automatic first yep. down. And it just kills your soul. Oh, yeah. I'm with I'm with the mantra of, hey, beat the brakes off the team, the referees won't matter. Right. But this is football. And when you're playing some of the most high-stakes football for playoff spots and Big 12 championship possibilities and all this, you're going to have close games. Yeah, I agree. The better team were the Sooners. I don't think anybody would negate that, maybe except for the ones that have Hokie on their shirt. But, hey, yeah, Oklahoma State won. They did. They got a rematch versus Baylor without their starting quarterback, most likely, and every chance to make a playoff. Yep. What do you think? I know I just so, said a ton, <laughs> but I had to so, be it. You know, we talked about the penalties earlier. I, I fully believe you can make an argument for the unsportsmanlike conduct call. It's loud there. Maybe you didn't hear the whistle. I don't know. The pass interference was bad. It was very bad. It should have been called regardless. I don't, I don't see how you get around that. But uh, the, the main thing I saw here, I, I thought Oklahoma State was going to lose this game about right after halftime, right before halftime. They just became a comedy of errors. Spencer, bad, yeah. Spencer Sanders couldn't keep the ball out of Oklahoma's hands, muff punt fumble whatever you want to say but their defense their defense came through when it counted they held Oklahoma to you know short fields and short yardage when they could um and I mean honestly their defense is the reason they hung on and won this game but Oklahoma man Caleb Williams 20 of 39 252 yards three touchdowns and he was running for his life running for his life the 50 yard run at the end of the game almost almost got them the win but not quite. Couldn't quite get there. Let me piggyback. Hold hold that thought because I do want to mention this in the grand scheme of this football game. Caleb Williams is a freshman, okay, yep. and I get that. I understand that very much. He's probably been playing football since Moby Dick was a minnow, okay. <laughs> For him to have two fourth critical fourth downs in this football game mm-hmm. and to take a sack. Well, the, the 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 first one wasn't a sack. He tried to scramble out. You have got to have the wherewithal. With the football game on the line, such I as this, I do agree with that. Throw the football yeah. up and let your guy make a play. You cannot take two different, we'll call them sacks, because he was pressured on the first one, and lose a football game like that. Yeah, you've been playing football long enough. I'm I'm, I'm upset for you about the referees' calls. They weren't right. They weren't fair. They might have cost you the football game. But if you're an Oklahoma fan, you can rest easier your head on the pillow at night knowing that your starting quarterback made two egregious errors that you can also say cost you the football That's game. That's true, too. You cannot take those yeah, stats. Yeah, I agree. But aside from his stats, too, Kenny Brooks, 139 yards on the ground for Oklahoma. They were they were gashing Oklahoma State, especially the yeah, first they part were. of this game. they were. Oklahoma State just managed to catch some traction, stop them when it counted. They gave you the perfect and, blueprint on how to beat Oklahoma yeah, State. Force absolutely. Oklahoma State to score, yeah. and it's like their juices on defense get deteriorated into the offense. Yeah, they both start feeling pressure, and they cracked. Absolutely. They didn't but, crack, but they almost did. To, to conclude this whole series of everything we've been talking about, Oklahoma State now, one win away from a Big 12 title, going 12-1 and one on the season. It's not as clear-cut as Michigan. Michigan, all they have to do is win this next week, and they're in. Oklahoma State is going to need – they're the biggest Georgia fans in the country this week. Yeah. They're going to need Georgia to not – or or uh, Houston. To 100% other. confirm yeah. that they're in. Yeah. yeah. They're going to need one of those two teams to get knocked out to confirm they're in. But they're sitting pretty. All they have to do is beat Baylor. And they're just staring at a top four spot potentially. 
Oh, and we'll get to that in our freaking playoff six breakdown. Yep. But that'll do it for the Bash Brothers Week in Review. Man, that felt, that was therapeutic right there. Yeah. Those were three massive games. Huge games. With massive playoff implications, especially moving forward. But now it is time for mine and Jordan's favorite segment. This will be Quick Hits, a two-minute offense. If you've never heard of our show, let me introduce this segment. Jordan and I will go into about 10 or 12 of a, some more of the games that happened this week that we didn't necessarily think deserved a deep breakdown and analysis, but we did want to mention it because they do have some relevance here. So, Jordan, will you start us off with quick hits, a two-minute offense? Absolutely. We got a Turkey Day game to break down here. The Old Egg Bowl, Thanksgiving night, number nine, Ole Miss takes on unranked Mississippi State. Upset. At Mississippi State, it was an upset. Matt Corral takes his final victory lap in an Ole Miss uniform, 26-34, 234 yards. One touchdown, one interception. Will Rogers continues to improve his stats in that air raid offense of Michael Leach's 38-58, 336 yards, one touchdown. Was not enough. Mississippi State could not get in the end zone when it counted, and Ole Miss takes his dub in the Egg Bowl 31-21. to Who would have thought that Georgia's best win of the season might end up being the Clemson Tigers in a good, well, we'll call it a good rivalry. Clemson versus South Carolina, battle of the South Carolinians here. Clemson gets the shutout dub, 30 to nothing. Shane Beamer coming off that massive win, does get his bowl eligibility, but he ran into a buzzsaw. DJ, not a terrible game, but not a very good game either. 9 of 19, 99 yards. Will Shipley had 128 yards on 19 carries and a tutty himself. What if I told you? That the Clemson Tigers would finish this season nine and three after week four. I wouldn't you have believed it. You never would have believed it. Hats off to the Clemson Tigers for buying in and not folding up shop. Clemson gets the shutout dub. Absolutely. Number 18, Wake Forest chases their 10 win season and ACC championship berth with this game against Boston College on the road. Wake Forest blows them out of the water here 41 to 10. Sam Hartman, 20 of 32, 236 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, leads the team in rushing as well with 51 yards and one touchdown. Wake Forest will take on Pitt next weekend in the ACC title game. There you go. In what started off as a heated one, if you were watching warm ups, battle of we got to go to a bowl game here, Florida. With an interim head coach, now they have an official head coach. We'll speak on that later. Plays their arch rival, FSU. They get the dub here. Emory Jones, 16-24, 163, one, uh, one tutty and three picks. AR-15 would come in and seal the game for him. FSU with a late blown in a hilarious fashion. Onside kick seals the dub for Florida, and they do get a massive win to be bowl eligible now. 24-21. Absolutely. Number four, Cincinnati still on the hunt for that undefeated season and a playoff berth. Gets it done on the road against East Carolina University. Wins the game 35-13. Desmond Ritter, 17 of 28, 301 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Looking to clean it up this week in their conference championship game against Houston. An absolute dark horse in the college football playoff. The number six team in the country, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, will close their season out versus 3-9 and nine Stanford. Massive win here. Jack Cohn continues to have a solid season. 26-35, 345, and two tutties. Does have the pick. Kyron Williams, also very serviceable game. They need help. They need a lot of help. But the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are now ringing the doorbell for the college football playoff as they get a dominant win against a bad Stanford team, 45-14. Absolutely. Number eight, Baylor survives at home against Texas Tech University to get their 10th win of the season. 
Blake Shapin still taking over for the injured Gary Bohannon, 20 of 34, 254 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Running back Abram Smith goes for 117 yards and a touchdown as Baylor survives 27 to 24, getting ready for a Big 12 title game next week. Civil War action. Oregon with a massive, massive up-back game. Coming in here against Oregon State, the arch-rival Anthony Brown just has a completely consistent football game. 23 of 28, 275 yards and two tutties. Honestly, shocking to me that Oregon picks themselves off the map with not much to play for after the playoff hopes being shattered. Gets a massive dub here against the arch-rival. 38-29. Late surge by Oregon State. Not quite enough as Oregon clinches their shot to win a Pac-12 title. Blizzard game junior here as Penn State University takes on Michigan State University on the road. Michigan State gets this dub, squeaks it out 30-27 to end a fantastic season for Mel Tucker Spartans. They wind up 10-2. Sean Clifford, phenomenal game in the snow, 23-34, 313 yards, three touchdowns against uh, Kenneth Walker's 138 yards on the ground. Michigan State looked ungood for most part of the season, but, man, finish up strong here. In what might have been the biggest upset of the day, LSU becomes bowl eligible and sends Coach O out on a massive upset of the number 15-ranked team in the country, Texas A&M. As soon as you think Jimbo Fisher's got this thing figured out and he's turned this program around, they lose one like this. But hey, Death Valley is not a place for weak men. Max Johnson goes 22 of 38, 306 yards and says, show me the tutties. I got one, two, three, count them, one, two, three. With one of the prettiest clutch throws you will see to seal the win 27-24 as Coach O throws the L's up one more time. And in his final on-field press conference or interview, whatever you want to call it, gives him one more final. Go Tigers. And that'll do it for Quick Hits, a two-minute offense. Did you you see that on-field interview? I did, They literally said, Coach O, one final time. Give it to me. And he goes, go Tigers. You love to see <laughs> That's it. That's awesome, yeah. I, I actually love the support, you know, the signs in the stands and everything yeah. for Coach O. It didn't end the way he probably wanted it to, oh, obviously. No, not at all. But, but, but a great tenure there. You know, to, he did some some phenomenal and, things, and obviously he brought him a title. Yeah, so. I think he genuinely does love that team, too. I, I just oh, think no there, was, there was some things that he couldn't get over that just, you know, it wound up obviously ending his tenure there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, man, playoff. You're telling me there is one. There is one. Uh, so, in uh, 2013, Larry Culpepper doodled on a napkin. Yeah. A playoff kind of bracket. Yeah. It was born from there. That's kind of that's kind of what it's looking like. And uh, fact or fiction, the playoff picture is as clear as it's been all season. I would say fiction. I think fact. I, I think, think it's, it's just so clear. Well, There's, I think it's listen, fact, but you still got to have some things play out this Oh, no, week. you do. You do. But, um, I, I, I mean, to me – it's cut and dry. There's six teams left fighting for no, that four I spots. Agree with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if, if you're outside of that six, I don't think – I mean, yes, maybe all four championship games that we're really looking at are upsets. Right. Probably not going to happen. Uh, but I, I'll let you start it if okay. you're ready at six. Absolutely. Number six, Notre Dame. I'm sticking with them at six. Um, Notre Dame is in a position where they're, they're done. You know, they're 11-1. and one. Their only loss is to, right now, number four, Cincinnati, which I think was great for them. It's the best loss of any team who has a loss in right, the top Right, exactly. Six. 
The issue with Notre Dame is they're going to need about two or three teams to lose ahead of them to be able to get in, especially because all these teams have a a conference championship coming up. So that being said, Notre Dame's at six. With a little chaos, they'll be in the top four. But my prediction is they're probably going to stay five or six right outside. I will mimic you, uh, Notre Dame. I mentioned it in quick hits. They're the dark horse. You know, they're now ringing the doorbell. They're on the front step just trying to beat that door down. Yep. And they're one of the they're the only team, I think, who doesn't control their own destiny. Oh, yeah. Completely. The other five teams we're fixing to mention, it's win and you're in. Yeah, I think we would, we would both agree with that. Maybe Cincinnati, but that's for uh, uh, another persons to decide. Yep. I think if Cincinnati wins out, they're in. Yeah. That's just me. That's my opinion. Number five. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh. Yes. Um, I did the research on this now. I look at these two teams. The uh, Alabama best win comes at home against Ole Miss. Mm -hmm. Oklahoma State's best win is against um, Oklahoma. They also beat Baylor. So that's two top ten wins for them in the same season. Uh, They've been a pitcher of consistency. They lost to a Decent Iowa State team who has five yeah. losses. Alabama lost to. It was on a, the road too. As well. It both, was both were road it losses, was. but Alabama lost to a decent Texas A&M team who now has four losses. Yep. Everything's pretty even, right? Yep. We're told to wipe the slate clean each week. I've seen an Auburn team now struggle against a very bad Florida team, mm-hmm. an ungood LSU team, uh, a decent Texas A&M team that they took a loss to. They struggled against an Arkansas team that Georgia. And Ole Miss both beat. And then, obviously, you got the struggle win against Auburn this week. Right. To a very ungood Auburn team with T.J. Finley. I'm sorry. I, I understand Alabama fans might be upset about that. I don't think the playoff committee will put you at five. They shouldn't because it'll work itself out. Don't right. bring yourself that heat, which they ignored that when they ranked uh, Michigan over Michigan State because that worked itself out too. But as of now – Oklahoma State has been a pitcher of consistency with better wins and an equal loss. You got to put them ahead. I thought mine was going to be hot, and you sit here and just and just it's, kill me. I, I mean, it, the <laughs> I thing is, brother, it I understand it though. You, listen, facts are facts. The oh, loss yeah. is near equal, and and they have better wins, and they've been consistent. I understand that, yeah, yeah. Number five, mine's going to be Oklahoma State, actually. Um, I, Oklahoma State's in a perfect position. They have to beat. Be Baylor. honest though, after hearing that, you're kind of thinking like, I, oh, I understand the logic completely. Um, but Oklahoma State, perfect, perfect position. You got to be better this weekend. And like I said, you're you're either the biggest Houston or Georgia fan on the planet this coming up week because you want one of those two teams to win. Or Iowa. Or both those two teams. Or Iowa. Whoever, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. You don't care. I, I think that's a lot less likely, oh, yeah, though. For sure. For but, sure. yeah, so that's why Oklahoma State for me is number five. Number four is going to be Alabama. Um, I'm going to put them right in. They, they've just looked so lackluster, especially over the back half of the season. They're not great on defense. Their O-line's not great. Bryce Young is the complete savior of that team, and he's been hanging on by a thread. He's been getting them through by a thread. Um, obviously, Alabama needs to win this week, and they're in, not even a question mark. But as of right now, Alabama's my number four team. The committee has admitted each week that when they're going down the line, they play this game. David Pollock said they play the same game during commercials of the playoff show. They say, okay, if four and five played today on a neutral side, who would win? If five and six played, right. if four and six played, so forth and so on. I ask myself this question, okay? What is the last example of an Alabama team we've seen play? The Arkansas game, which they struggled against yeah. Arkansas, and then last night. Right. They played really bad. 
Oh yeah, for like, sure. They scored. You know, it wasn't good at for all. Sure. Like it's not. It, there's there's no. I know Alabama fans want to say the voodoo on you know that stadium all. That. No, you just didn't play good football, and you almost lost to a bad football team. Right. If that team shows up and plays Oklahoma State tomorrow on a neutral site, I'm sorry, bro. Okie's Okie's taking that one. I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. They're a better football team in that regard. Now, if Nick Saban gets them boys fired up and ready to go, maybe they go all the way to a national championship. We'll sit back, wait, and see. My number four team in the country will be Oklahoma State for all the reasons I've already mentioned. Just a quick recap. They got an equal loss to Alabama. They got better wins, and they've been a pitcher of consistency. They also have an identity. Great defense. Did the defense show up last night versus Oklahoma? No, it didn't, but that's a massive rivalry game against a top-10 opponent. They found a way to win. They got it done. Absolutely. Number three is them. I'll go ahead. I mean, number three is going to be uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, another struggle win versus ECU. I would have loved to see them turn it on. I think they missed kind of a good opportunity. Don't let the final score fool you there. That was a struggle win. They let ECU hang around a little bit longer. But they now get a chance to add another top 25 playoff team to the resume in terms of a W with Houston. They better – this will be the group of five's only shot, I believe, in the history of the college football playoff for moving forward to get a team in. I agree. Don't slip. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Number three for me too, Cincinnati. I mean, it's got to be – they're undefeated. They played – you know, they've had some close games – they have a great win against Notre Dame, who's in the number six. They have an opportunity this weekend against Houston to I, what I believe is to submit themselves in the playoff. Um, so, yeah, for, number, for me, number three, Cincinnati. Number two, Michigan. I mean, what, what else can you say about Michigan? They lost one game against Michigan State on the road, which they probably should have won. Gosh darn it, they should have they won that, that football game. They should have won that game. But Michigan State beating Penn State yesterday makes them look so much better. And then, obviously – you won the game for the first time in eight years against Ohio State, the against the number two team in the country, and you won handedly. So I think for me, I don't. I, in all honesty, if I was a betting man, I put money. The committee agrees on Tuesday as well. I think Michigan goes in at number two. That's that's one of that's the most interesting thing to me is where does Alabama land? Yeah, among Cincinnati and Michigan. Right. I will echo your sentiments. Michigan, you beat the number two team in, in the country handily. You, oh, yeah. I mean, just not even close. Michigan is your number two team in the country. I piggyback everything you just said. They finally get it done. They are at, they are the easiest championship game win away. Yeah. I mean, they have the easiest road. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you're in. They literally, well, I wouldn't say the easiest road. There's one team that's a lock, obviously. Who's that? Top four. Well, our number one team. Oh, no, a, but that's still – no, Michigan beating Iowa is much easier than that than Georgia oh, beating Oh, well, I'm Alabama. saying playoff-wise. Playoff like oh, Georgia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia's already in no matter what. I'm just saying in terms of getting there. Oh, the championship. Locked, yes. Yeah, yeah, no, yes. I got you. Easiest win is – I mean, uh, uh, Iowa is very ungood, so you you just go handle business. And then the number one team in the country yeah. is Georgia, who yeah. we didn't even talk about, but, I mean, they go out, another shutout 45 victory. 45 nothing against Georgia Tech, they end the season. Surprise. They end the season giving up less than a touchdown per average in a football yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can say about Georgia. Georgia is no. the only locked spot in this playoff. Obviously, they can they could lose to Alabama by 50 points, and yeah. they're going to be in the playoff. Yeah, this is obviously the first year of the, of the playoff. Well, Georgia's only been in one playoff. Yeah, but this is the only year where they're going to the SEC championship. I mean, I would say completely loose. I mean, you're not worried about what happens. Yeah, obviously, you want to beat Alabama for many reasons, but no matter what happens in this game, well, you know you're do you? <laughs> well, 
You know you lock. You know you lock a playoff spot no matter right. what happens in this game. So Georgia's yeah. number one. There you go. Um, anything you, like uh, we didn't mention? UTSA one of three left unbeaten falls yeah. massive upset to North Texas. Yeah, didn't even teams. have to, and it was a shellacking, bro. Yeah. Oh yeah. Holy cow! They got freaking gobsmacked against. I, I haven't seen it, but there's any UTSA fans out there saying, "Well, aren't we in the playoff?" Well, now you oh, know. Oh no, why. you've seen it. You've seen it. Well, I, I have not you, personally you, seen right, it. I've seen it, boy. The Twitter fear be jumping for UTSA support just because they're undefeated. You know that, and, and that is a big deal. But it is undefeated then, no longer when North Texas. To smacks you, then it's uh, exactly. okay. Now oh, you understand. Yeah. Imagine playing Georgia. Yeah. All right, brother. It's time for the. I mean, this is you know besides the two playoff games or maybe some bowl games. This is the most exciting breakdown yep. of the year. Conference we've, championship week. We've been waiting for this all season. Uh, I don't remember how many of these we got right, but I can't. Say, we need to go back. I, I was about to say <laughs> I can't wait until that's something we'll do. You know, in the gap yeah. between a a playoff and championship week is we will revisit our preseason predictions and see how we did. Let's start here with the rematch, Oregon-Utah, Friday night ABC, three is that 8 p.m. Eastern time? 8 p.m. Time. Eastern time. We didn't have a spread on this, no correct? No spread. Uh, Utah is a 61% matchup predictor favorite, though. Well, I'm going to tell you. Tell I know, me. I know you're going to disagree. <laughs> Utah wins. Yeah. I, I think this is one of the easier picks. Listen, you don't beat somebody like that and then come out and lose to them, I don't believe. This is different, right? This isn't Alabama-LSU of the past where you play two super tight, close games, punch them in the mouth type SEC football. No, you beat the brakes off those boys two weeks ago, you finna come out two weeks later and beat the brakes off them. You know what argument I'm about to give you for that, too. Hey, go ahead, brother. It won't Uh, matter. 2017, Auburn-Georgia. Auburn. Beat the dog crap out of them, as Gus Malzahn like to say. I promise it's going to be different. In the regular season. I promise. And then Georgia came back and did the same thing in the SEC championship. Put, put the C-Money guarantee on this one. I, I ain't given the C-Money guarantee many times this season. Yeah. C-Money guarantee on Friday night, the Utah Utes will beat the Oregon Ducks and become your Pac-12 champion. I hope you heard that slam. I don't know if I did it again just for – I'm going with Oregon. Reason why, Mama's second rule of college football – if you play a team twice, there's a very low chance second, you're going to yeah. beat them twice. Oregon lost the first game. Utah kept Oregon out of the playoffs. Oregon has something to prove in the Pac-12 championship. I got to go with Oregon. I don't know what the spread's going to be. It's going to be close. So I think Oregon wins by maybe a field goal. See money guarantee, bro. Well, I don't trust your guarantee. I'm beating <laughs> you in Pickham. Oh, by far. We're beating everybody in Pickham. Also, we can go ahead and say, we can go ahead and say that. Barring major disaster, you're going to be a two-time champion. Yeah. Two-time champion, back-to-back. I'm proud of myself. First person going back-to-back since me going back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I mean, oh, boy, I, I tried to sell out for the win. I, I wasn't, you know, last year, tried to sell out for I first. I told you that USC pick was second. questionable. Seven. But, hey, it, 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 I, almost, oh, almost. Well, I mean, I had BYU all week, and then I said, listen, bro, I'm, I was literally like in eighth place, and I said, if I even want to get the six, I got to flip. Some but I even here. told you the logic behind that only works if the if you if you I guess realistically think the team's gonna which USC. Oh yeah, because it doesn't count. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. USC was gonna win the game. USC kind of. I remember last year you did that and made some picks. I was like, bro, what are you? Oh no, I did that last year. The one game, yeah. the literally the one game, I had second place guaranteed losing to you by two points, and I said, screw it, I'm gonna try to win. We don't pay second place. But this will be anything. my this will be my first. We don't pay anything. This will be my first bad finish though, because you're looking at first four years straight, second two years in a row by one point and two points. 
Gosh darn it. But, hey, great season. Hats off to Thank you, you, dude. Sir. Thank you, back sir. Back-to-back championship yep. wins. I mean, that's that's impressive. Well, I still got to get by this week. But right. Yeah. But, hey, but barring to, you literally could just pick all the favorites and you'd be just that's fine. That's true. For real. Congratulations. Hats off to you. Thank you for bringing it home to the Bash Brothers. <laughs> oh, oh, I want to make this announcement right now. We will do a Capital One Bowl Mania Bash Brothers group. Yeah. 100%. So, next week... We will provide the link on our Twitter and Facebook as well as announce the group name for a Bash Brothers podcast, Capital One Bowl Mania, where we will we'll shout out, I think, shout out top five if, oh, you, if you place in there. Jordan and I will play as well as anybody else who wants to. Let's fill that yeah. group up. Only, be, only rule is don't make your name something questionable. Yes, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> don't. You don't have to put your real name in there, but if you want your real name, shout it out. Please feel free to do so. Capital One Bowl Mania, free to play on ESPN. Go get signed up, and we'll let you know about the group next week. All right, second game, another rematch. Number eight, Baylor, versus number seven, Oklahoma State. 12 p.m. on ABC. ABC's dominating the headlines, getting all the games. Yep. I think this one's a pretty clear pick if – Something happens. We're not sure on the status of quarterback Jerry Bohannon. Yep. Let's say he doesn't play, which is what it looks like. Who you got winning? I got Oklahoma State winning this game. Oklahoma State's five and a half point favorite what coming in. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the over. I mean, I think they get him about at least a touchdown in all honesty. So give me Oklahoma State, give me the defense, give me the over. I'm on the same boat even if Jerry plays. Um, yep. I think you're looking at a team that is just better than Baylor. Uh, Bay- they-, they beat Baylor the first time, obviously, with a healthy quarterback. Even if he is able to play, I don't think he's going to be 100%. They rely on his legs way too much for him to be 80, 70, whatever he may be. Oklahoma State opens up as a minus five p- favorite, and they will cover that spread. I think Absolutely. it's more like 10. Yep. And if maybe even more so. Let's go for the biggest game in this team's history, history of history. Yeah, this is the biggest game yeah. in history, yes. Uh, number 24, Houston takes on number four, Cincinnati, in the I think, American Athletic Conference championship I, I, game. I think, too, you'll see that Houston get bumped up to 20. Because, think, I, yeah, yeah, I can see because, that. Because, well, they had some teams lose in front right. of them, obviously. Right. But that just kind of softens yep. the blow. You know, yep. it helps out the resume. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Cincinnati here, no point spread. Cincinnati is an 82.7% matchup, matchup predictor favorite. Um, watch out for Houston. Houston would love nothing more than to take out Cincinnati's shot at this playoff. And obviously, you're playing for your conference championship. But I think Cincinnati's at this point, has a drive and a want to get in this playoff. I hate to interrupt you, but we have literal breaking news. What? PFF College Football, which is a verified source on Twitter, has just broke the news. Lincoln Riley has informed his staff at Oklahoma that he's taking the head coaching job at USC. Really? Yes, this is not a joke. This is That is insane. This is, okay. Let, woo! Yo. Hey, on the podcast. What just happened? Why Yo, USC? also, shout out to Cologne Tyrone ATL for tweeting that to us just then at Bass Brothers POD. So this is so we'll say at this point. Whoa, that's funny too because while he said a while ago that he was shutting down the LSU rumors, and he did last he, night in his press conference, he, did, he and wasn't he went lying. To USC, that's okay. Crazy. So let's operate this on the fact that this might not be true, but this is a verified source here. So yeah. we'll we'll see. I wonder if Brett McMurphy's broke that because if that that's huge. All right, so there you go. You probably already know about that if it's Monday morning or yeah. Monday afternoon Absolutely. when you're listening to this. That no, it's weird. on. It's on. Uh, 
It's on ESPN source. It right is. There. Oklahoma's Lincoln Riley is leaving to become coach at USC. That's crazy. Holy cow. <laughs> Dude, you Ooh, oh that is wild. my gosh. USC Air Raid is back yep, on. Absolutely. All right. But anyway, yeah, I picked Cincinnati, by the way. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry for doing that. That's huge. It is huge, very Holy much. Holy cow. Wow. I'm shocked. Uh, also, I feel like LSU is a better job. But that's just my opinion. Goodness. Um, okay, let's, let's gather the thoughts here. Y'all just found that out when we did. Um, yes, Cincinnati should beat this team handily. It'll be another top 25 win, and it will work on getting them in. Absolutely. Where are we going next? The championship game that don't matter at all. The Pitt Panthers versus, uh, yeah. versus Wake Forest. It's still, who would have thought oh, at I the beginning of this year we'd have been here? No Clemson, <laughs> no nothing. But, yeah, let's go here. Uh as of right now, no point spread. Pitt's a 61.5%. I thought it was minus three Pitt. Oh, uh, let me make a double sure here. I might be wrong. Oh, yeah, sorry. It is minus three Pitt. Um, Pitt is a 61.5% playoff prediction favorite. Uh, we said it before. I'll say it again. Wake Forest, defense is optional. I think th- this is honestly the battle of two guys who are very high in this Heisman race. I think you're in for a major offensive showing. I like Kenny Pickett a little better in this situation. Give me Pitt. Give me the over. Give me the over. Three points. I think they can win by more than three points. Yeah, I like. I mean, you're you're right. This one promises offensive fireworks, nonetheless. But I'm with you. The only reason that I pick Pitt is because Pitt plays some defense, whereas Wake Forest, yeah. you know, every week they type in game plan defense optional. Yeah. Uh, and every week they choose the option of not playing defense. Uh, Kenny Pickett, you're right. Definitely should be in the conversation for Heisman. I think they lost one too many ball games. Uh, same for the quarterback at Wake Forest. Yep. Um, but yes, I think that's a it. It's a fairly easy pick because yep. they both have incredibly high-powered offenses with great quarterbacks. But Pitt chooses to play yep. defense. I agree. So let's go to probably one of the easiest championship picks: Big Ten Championship, Michigan, Iowa. Michigan opens up as a ten and a half point. This favorite. feels like a will they cover game versus yeah, a pick. I agree. I mean, all honesty. Michigan has the better defense. By far. Iowa's offense has been terrible all season. Michigan terrible. can run the ball. Cade McNamara can make plays when he needs to. Can. I, give me Michigan in the over, honestly. I'm with you. I think Michigan wins and covers. I think this is the – this is one of those, man, where, like, come on, Jim. You've done great all season. This is getting handed to you on a silver platter. They're handing you a playoff spot. I mean, Wisconsin fumbling that bag against Minnesota – is handing you a spot in the college football playoff. When they were talking about firing you if you didn't win this Saturday, and now you're about to take the Michigan Wolverines to the playoffs for the first time in history, make it happen. Get it yep. done. I think Michigan covers the spread. Yep. Now the one you've all been waiting for. Absolutely. The last and final game. UTS, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs versus the number three Alabama Crimson Tide. Yep. I call this a rivalry, but then again, for a rivalry to occur, one team has to beat the other team. It ain't a rivalry yet. Yet. There you go. Maybe you're tipping your hand there. So let's just preview this game here. Uh, Looking at the common opponents uh, of these two teams, if that is any inclination as to what's going to happen, one team is significantly favored. Yeah. Um, Uh, I think between the four common opponents, Alabama gave up somewhere around 100 points. Georgia versus all those common opponents was somewhere around 25. I read earlier, so so I, I, I want to wash out the Tennessee game. I think both teams beat Tennessee fairly handedly overall. Right, yeah. Um, Georgia beat the combination of Florida, Arkansas, and Auburn 
by around four touchdowns. Alabama's score differential was two points against Florida and Auburn, seven points against Arkansas, and obviously they gave up. Besides yeah. Auburn, a lot of points. Right. So, I mean, in all honesty right here, this is the battle of the best defense in the country versus probably the best quarterback in the country. Well said. Um, Georgia's a six-and-a-half-point favorite opening up. It can also be the battle of three-star walk-on versus the battle of the five-star yeah, top true, quarterback. True, yeah. But I got to take Georgia. And honestly, on paper, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna eliminate the history here. I'm going to eliminate Nick Saban. Although those are huge factors in this game. From what I've seen this season, I'm taking Georgia and I'm taking the over. Yeah, th- so, so that's where this game lies, right? If you're picking this game, like if you had just never watched football except for this season. Yeah. You'd put a lot of money on Georgia. Oh, yeah. Georgia's clearly the better team. All of those things are 100% factual, right? The X factor is Nicholas Saban. Yeah. The greatest college football coach of all time. Possibly one of the greatest sports coaches. I mean, he will. He he is. You know what I'm saying? Up until this year, he's never lost to an assistant. Right? right, like twenty four. I think it's twenty four and one. It's plenty, yeah. And he's beat Kirby plenty of times. Oh yeah. Everything in the game, in the history of the game, tells you Alabama's supposed to win. Yep. I think this game will be closer than we think early. Mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if, like Tennessee, Alabama jumps out to a lead. But as the game goes on, Georgia wears them down, and I think Georgia wins. Yep. But if Alabama wins, I won't be surprised. Right, no. Because not only now is Alabama still Alabama, but they're going to try to take the identity as an underdog. Right. Georgia will do the same thing. Kirby's preaching to them jokers in the locker room this week. We ain't never beat this team since I've been here. Yep. The last time we beat them, you know, y'all were probably like 12 years old, 2008, 7, whenever it yep. was. So Alabama has owned Georgia. Oh, yeah. They've owned Georgia in this building. Yep. And you would be right to think they would continue that. Yeah. I think Georgia wins and covers by one. I think they'll beat them by a touchdown. I like it. I will say this. We've watched this series now three times, I believe. Yeah, three times over the past three years. Georgia has a specific a specific type of offense they like to run. They like to get out in front early, just pound the ball, eat clock late. Will Kirby Smart learn from his mistakes? I, that, but I do think this is the first time they play Alabama where they have a legitimate shot of being able to do that too, though. Right, if they so choose, yeah. Because, I mean, they've so, done it all season. They get yeah. a massive lead, and then they just start running James Cook, Zeus, and yeah. Kenny. And, well, especially know. with, with the, de- the deficiency on Alabama's defense. Normally when we played Alabama, their defense is phenomenal. This year – it's a little bit less, right. so we'll see what happens. But we we have we we mentioned the code on Twitter this week. One of the parts of the code is when you approach this this podcast, you come and you drop all bias at the door. We yep. are Georgia fans. We've been that our whole life. We graduated from the University of Georgia, so forth and so on. I was I was born into this. It runs in my. I'm obsessed with it. But if you look at this game on paper and you know you knew no team, right. Georgia is the clear winner. I agree. The nuance comes from Nick Saban and the aura that is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yep. So, if there is an X factor, that's it. Absolutely. And honestly, take this for what you will. Yep. Okay? And 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 they won't tell you this on ESPN, but I'm going to tell it to you cuz I ain't getting paid by nobody. Yet. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> the SEC will make way more money if Alabama wins this game. 
Because they'll get two teams in the playoff. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, if you happen to see Alabama win a game that Georgia doesn't have to win. Yeah. There might be some streak. I'm just going to say it. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Take take everything you see with a grain of salt. Absolutely. But I think the dogs will be on top. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun because actually next week when we film this, we'll have a playoff picture. We will. Yeah, because yep. that, that's the show. Noon Eastern this, this time show on comes Sunday. Out Sunday. We'll probably, dude, you should come over and we watch that yeah. and order some sushi. I don't know about sushi, but yeah, we'll, Man, you're we'll, weird, we'll talk bro. about you it. You ain't busting on we'll the talk sushi. About, go on with the grandma thing so we can end the show. Oh, goodness. I don't think she did anything. Me and Jordan are about to go play VR with our oh, we are, wife and fiance, and this is going to be You nuts. have a wife and a fiance? No, my wife, your oh, fiance. Okay. I don't have a wife. You have a fiance. I have a wife, and then you'll have a wife come next November. Very true. That's pretty cool. Yep. Love to see it. All right, man, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, jharris underscore six, and then swinging a fake sword or something in your living room in a minute you can find us at uh bash brothers podcast wherever you choose to listen to podcasts whether that be apple spotify uh your grandmother's uh stereo um you can find me at connor chandler on twitter facebook at connor mason chandler on facebook you can follow us at b brothers pod that's b brothers pod on twitter uh we, uh, shout out to our Twitter community. Literally a good good fan of the show, good friend, just broke the news to yeah, us. That absolutely. While we're sitting here filming that Lincoln Riley is your new head coach for the USC Trojans. Also, Billy Napier, new head coach at Florida. Yep. We we, we have a whole offseason to break all this stuff down, so don't worry. We will get to it. This week is going to drag, man. Yeah, this week is, is. going to feel like it's going to take forever. If your team is competing in a championship game, man, enjoy this. You know, for us Georgia fans, it doesn't come too, too often. It has a little bit more often over the the little while. So we know how it feels. This is a blessing. Whether you're playing for a playoff or just a championship, it's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially, like, look at the ACC, man. Look at the Big Ten. These are teams we did not think we'd see in there, and you're in, and you got a shot at history. Enjoy it. Enjoy championship week. We only get it one week out of the year. Hope you had a great rivalry week. Eat some good food. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy some football. Enjoy life, as always. We are the Bash Brothers on Championship Week, signing off. Yerp.